Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Banker Next Door. I am your host, Dr. Joe Berquist. Uh, in today's episode, I wanted to talk about regional banks and uh, the, the kind of call, the calamity, if you will, that uh, transpired this week. So we had New York Community Bank uh, basically came out with a massive loss that was that was not expected, and it kind of triggered a sell-off in regional bank stocks. So I just want to kind of read something here, and then we're going to get into a, a group of articles. So uh, the market has overreacted somewhat to New York Community Bank's uh, Bank Corp's uh, most recent financial results and disclosed strategic actions. Piper Sandler analyst Mark Fitzgibbon said New York Community stock price fell about 40% after the company reported a net loss for the fourth quarter of 2023. While we have been wrong on the stock and surprised by the announcement, we think the overreaction is overdone and are maintaining our overweight rating. Fitzgibbon wrote in a note, while it would be easy to simply downgrade the stock given today's sell-off, we think that would be short-sighted. Rating agency Moody's placed all long-term and short-term ratings and assessments of New York Community Bank Corp on review for downgrade. The rating action reflects the bank's unanticipated loss content in its New York office and multifamily properties, weak earnings, material decline in its capitalization, and high and growing reliance on wholesale funding, Moody said in a press release. Wells Fargo analyst detailed banks with exposure to New York City commercial real estate, CRE, and heightened regulatory risks after New York Community Bank Court reported earning results that led to a sharp drop in the price of its stock. The news that New York community has to wrestle CRE problems means that those issues will remain front and center, not only in the mind of the investor, but also the banks themselves, the analyst wrote in a note. So um, New York Bank coming in this week uh, with this, you know, had this massive loss on commercial real estate, or primarily from commercial real estate. Uh, triggered off a giant sell-off in uh, regional bank stocks. So what? So what I want to do is I want to run through a couple things here to see if I can kind of paint a picture for everybody as to, to what's going on. Now I'm not going to get in depth with every single thing here. There's because I, but I, I want to kind of I just want to do this because I want to try to paint a picture here. So first thing up here, uh, first are most U.S. banks reduce provisions for credit losses in the fourth quarter of 2023. That's really weird. Um, commercial real estate is four and four and foremost in everybody's mind right now, particularly office properties that are that are are really getting beat up at the moment. And there is anticipation that there could be a lot of problems in commercial real estate here in this year and next year because of all the loans that are maturing and have to be renewed and 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 won't be able to be renewed because of higher interest rates and higher costs and and reduced rent rolls and so on and so forth. So why then would would the most U.S. banks be reducing their provision for credit losses at a time when they should be increasing them? Um, interestingly enough, you have the whole kind of Cecil uh, aspect of, of community banks loss provisions, and that's a whole nother conversation to get into. But but just, you know, so bear with me for a second here. OK, so. All right. Let's go. Let's go to the, the next one. Um, so bank stocks drop after the Fed holds interest rate, predicts cuts later in 2024. So this was saying here that basically U.S. bank stocks fell moderately on January 31st after Federal Reserve said it would keep the federal funds rate within the range of 5.25 to 5.5%. Um, uh, however, 
but they, but that so that was part of it. That was part of bank stocks fall. The reason why I'm telling you this is because that was part of why uh, the bank stocks were down for regional banks because the Fed basically said that hey, we're not going to cut interest rates right now, and it may not be until later in 2024. Meaning it may not be till after J June, probably maybe you know July, August, September, so on and so forth. Um, the Fed's kind of in a predicament right now because you've got all these economic numbers coming out saying that everything is great. So therefore, it's kind of like, well, why should if everything's great and everything is growing so wonderfully and you still haven't quite defeated inflation yet, then why would you be cutting rates? You know, so that so that they're there. But everybody knows that things aren't as great as these economic numbers look. And therefore, the Fed is like, well, you know, we probably should be cutting rates. But, you know, like I said, they. Fed has kind of twisted themselves into quite the uh, predicament. So, but anyway, so, but they're saying that the bank stocks, so basically the uh, the Fed held the interest rates and said that they're probably not going to cut them until later in 2024. Let's go to the next thing here. Okay. Uh, deposits, net interest margins, declines persist at large U.S. regional banks. Uh, the majority of U.S. banks with assets between 100 billion and 1 trillion reporting earnings from January 15th to January 19th posted sequential declines in either total deposits and net interest margin during the fourth quarter of 2023. A slightly larger share of the group reported total deposits and net interest in net interest margin declines on a year over year basis. Um, so in other words, again, so we've got, we got provisions going down. We've got regional banks uh, posting that their deposits are dropping, that their net interest margins are declining. Uh, the Fed has decided that they're not going to drop rates just yet. Um, so let's see here, moving on, keeping rolling here. So most U.S. regional banks exited the fourth quarter 23 with lower earnings per share. So most U.S. regional banks reported lower quarter over quarter and year over year earnings in the three months ended December 31st, 2023, plagued by higher funding costs. In other words, their the, the amount of interest that they had to pay out on CDs, savings accounts, money markets, yeah, so on and so forth. Um, that's, that's their cost of funding, that their funding costs are, have gone up as interest rates have increased. Uh, of the 58 banks with total assets between 10 billion and 100 billion that reported 2023 fourth quarter earnings between January 22nd and January 26th, 41 posted lower earnings per share on a quarter and yearly basis, according to S&P Global Market Intelligence, and 46 banks in the analysis posted sequential earnings per share declines, while 49 logged year-over-year -year declines. Uh, nine banks reported higher earnings year-over-year, -year, and nine recorded higher earnings per share sequentially. So, um, that, so there's, a, again, there's kind of a mix going on here. So, what do we see here? So, we got most regional banks exited with lower earnings per share and and decrease declining net interest margin and declining deposits and they also have declining uh credit provisions so this is this is kind of a, a stew that you see broiling here so now let's get to new york community bank so so for anyone who doesn't know, when signature bank in new york failed in march of last year uh signature uh, Signature Bank was uh, the assets, as it were, were acquired by New York Community Bank. So they they took a big chunk of Silicon Valley's uh, commercial real estate loan portfolio. So New York Community Bank Corp shares plunged 
by about a third as it absorbed heavy credit expenses against its large commercial real estate loan portfolio and a liquidity build uh, to meet tougher regulatory standards as a large bank helped crunch its revenue outlook. The bank reported a net loss of $260 million for the fourth quarter of 2023 as its credit provision expenses jumped nearly nine times sequentially to $552 million. If anybody doesn't know, that's a massive increase. It increased its loan loss allowance $373 million sequentially to $992 million, driven by weakness in the office sector after a deep dive into the portfolio and risks posed by borrowers into the multifamily sector who face sharp increases in interest rates. The bank's net interest margin, and NIM, tumbled 45 basis points sequentially to 2.82%, well below its guidance as it added billions of dollars of cash and wholesale borrowings to meet liquidity standards for large banks. New York community vaulted above the 100 billion asset threshold following the recent acquisitions of Flagstar Bank Corp Inc. and most of the failed signature bank. It projected a net interest margin of 2.40% to 2.5% for 2024 as it continues to add liquidity and that ending period loans would decline by 3 to 5% for the year as it continues to reduce its commercial real estate exposure and allow multifamily borrowers without deposit relationships to refinance with the government-sponsored agencies. Um, so... That basically, so in other words, what happened there was New York Community Bank was expected to post this, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, supposed to have good earnings. Uh, everything was supposed to be fine. Uh, and then they ended up coming out with this giant $260 million quarterly loss. They had to massively increase their loan loss provisions because they took a deep dive into their commercial real estate portfolio and realized that they have a ton of problems there. Now, they're going to do a couple things here. Like uh, if you if you go back to the episode I did on on banks basically dumping loans, uh, basically a lot of the big banks looking at their loan portfolios, going, you know what, we've got a lot of trash in there, and dumping it off on private lenders, i.e., uh, private equity and hedge funds and other things of that nature. Um, and I would I would imagine that New York Community may try to do the same here. They may try to dump a bunch of these problem loans off, but. What is ultimately going to happen here? Like, where is this going? I kind of posed the question in that dumping loan episode of like, okay, you know, you're in other words, you're only going to be able to dump but so many loans until you run into a massive problem where where you know nobody's going to touch this stuff because they're they're all going to know that like, okay, this stuff is toxic and we're not just going to take this stuff on. And I and I wonder, you know, how many hedge funds and private equity firms out there right now have bought a bunch of these loans, and when those loans go bad, then then what? Uh, then those then those hedge funds and private equity funds come looking for a bailout. Uh, they come knocking on the Fed's door saying, hey, hey, Mr. Fed, uh, we're going to we're going to collapse the economy here if you don't bail us out. That, that you know, that you can you can kind of see that um, you kind of see that coming. So. But here's the thing here. Let's go to a final piece here. So this is from The Wall Street Journal. And I just want to show that this is not contained simply to the United States. So this was a great article that had just come out on uh, February 1st on Thursday. So commercial property losses hammered banks on three continents. Banks in the U.S., Japan, and Switzerland announced, announced losses tied to trouble real estate lending. So we talked about New York Community Bank, but in Tokyo, you had uh, Oazora Bank, 
their shares fell more than 20% on Thursday, the maximum allowed on a single day under stock market rules after it said losses in its U.S. office loan portfolio will likely lead to a net loss for the year ending in March. It would be its first annual loss in 15 years. Its president will step down on April 1st, the bank said. Uh, that that stinks. Um, in Switzerland, the private bank Julius Baer said chief executive Philip Rittenbacher resigned after the company took a roughly 700 million provision on loans and said it may not get back from Austrian property landlord Signa Group. The group said it would shut down the unit that made the loans. What ties them together, banks are big lenders to real estate owners and developers, putting them on the front line of the downturn in office building use and falling valuations. The risks are particularly acute for small and regional lenders, which have far higher chunks of their loan portfolios in commercial real estate than big banks do. U.S. regional banks, including PNC Financial Group, Citizens Financial Group, and M&T fell by 3% or more. The pain in commercial real estate has been slow to unfold, while changes in office habits that have hollowed out downtowns are nearly four years old and rates began rising two years ago. Landlords have been cushioned by rent from tenants on long-term leases that have been gradually burning off. Um, and let's go down here and see if there's anything else here. So regulators have been watching carefully. Yes, of course. Yes. Um, da, 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 da. So, um, so in other words, this impact, this impacts this, this downturn in commercial real estate. And you can look at some of my other episodes that I've done on, on kind of updates to the commercial real estate sector and the market. But uh, this is going to be a huge problem for regional banks. And so you've got it. You're you, you got there in a very tough position where you've got net interest margins going down. Deposits are leaving. Their funding costs are going up. Uh, they're going to potentially get hit with additional capital rules from the Basel three endgame. And you've got the Federal Reserve have, has what's called the BTFP program, which is kind of like a line of credit for banks out there right now. Well, that line of credit is, is expected to expire in March, I think maybe around March 11th. Now, once that goes, uh, now you're going to have, so in other words, that you could kind of think about like the Fed is taking the punch bowl away at the exact moment when banks are going to need to take a drink very badly. So I think that, you know, regional banks are, are in a lot of trouble here. And I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, a, a couple regional banks uh, fold here uh, just because as these as these commercial real estate problems really start to hit home here, uh, it's going to hit the it's going to hit some of these regional banks uh, very hard. And with this stock decline across the board, uh, it's it's like it's you, you could see the dominoes uh, beginning to fall. You could see the dominoes beginning to take effect. And I think this this whole when you take a step back and you look at the whole picture and you see what I just said, you know, they reduced the they reduced their credit provisions right at the moment that these that these these loans are, are going to have to be renewed and they're going to have to start rolling this debt over. Uh, right at the time when the Federal Reserve is is basically saying, well, we are going to decrease rates, but not till later in the year, and maybe not as much as you think we're going to do. Uh, oh, and by the way, the BFT program, that's going to go away also. Um, and we're concerned about your kind of wholesale funding, liquidity, and capital position. And the way we're going to address it is by hitting you with harder and more stringent capital rules uh, later in the year here with the Basel III endgame. So you can kind of see this entire stew brewing right now. And the ultimate outcome here is going to be a bad one. 
Um, so again, just something to really keep an eye on here. Uh, the, the you know a lot of these these regional banks. Uh, what's going to happen here? How is this going to play out? Uh, it, it's but it's it's not good. I mean, you can see here. I mean, this New York Community Bank, their stock was down forty percent this week. Um, I kind of I kind of got a chuckle out of the analyst there saying, well, they thought this was overblown. I don't think it's overblown. I don't think it's overblown. I don't think it's an overreaction either. I mean, this this, this bank's got that bank's got some it's got some serious problems uh, ahead of it. And, um, you know, we'll have to see, you know, we'll just, you know, again, we'll have to see how a lot of this plays out. But again, uh, just something to keep an eye on. I mean, regional banks, regional banks have some real serious challenges this year, and it's going to be a very uh, interesting ride to see how it plays out. You know, I think the Federal Reserve should probably, um, you know, what could they do to avert a potential crisis? Well, I think they should leave the BFTP program in place. I would say probably leave it in place for another year. I would say don't do the, the Basel III endgame rules. Just just forget that for right this moment. And you know, and then try to help these banks, try to help them shore up their capital situations and, and, oh yeah, put a lot more money into your loan loss provisions. Uh, let's, let's, let's increase those provisions because we know some losses are coming. So, um, but anyway, that's, that's the take there. Uh, I think this is a really, again, a really important topic. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. If you, if you liked it, please give a thumbs up. Uh, please make sure to like, share, subscribe. Uh, that always helps the channel. And please come back and check out some of my other episodes that I just posted up today. And I hope to see everybody again real soon. Thanks a lot.